Thanks for subscribing to the One Cause Podcast. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, so we believe that the more you hear these truths, the more they will benefit your life. Remember, all it takes is believing it. The title of my sermon today is Put On. Put On. Earlier in the year, me and my wife celebrated 10 years of being married, 10 years of her putting up with me in October. And while we were celebrating that, I took her on a quick trip to Charleston, South Carolina, about two hours from us where her family lives. It's a great coastal city, very historic, great food and great shopping. And one of the main roads uh, in Charleston, South Carolina is called King Street, and it's where all these shops are mainly a bunch of women shops, but sometimes there might be a shop for a man that you could step into. And while we were walking, I saw a shop that had uh, some shirts, some suit jackets, and some things that caught my attention. And I asked my wife, would it be okay if in the middle of your shopping spree, we just went in one little store and let me get something maybe? Um, So we walked into this store, and I realized, and maybe you've done this before, that when you walk into a store, you immediately realize, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. Not, and the salespeople realized that when I walked in too. And I looked at um, some socks right when I walked in, and they were closer to $100 than $0. And the salesperson, he comes to greet me, and the first thing he says is, our sales rack is back there. I said, okay, yes, sir. I didn't even look at anything else. I just started walking. Okay, okay, yep, don't look. Honey, keep your head down, go to the sales rack. And while we're walking, he says, next to the bathroom is another rack where is a final sales rack. So not only did he send me to the sales rack, he sent me to the final cell, the sales cell rack by the bathroom. That's how much I wasn't supposed to be there. So we start looking on the sales rack, and there's these shirts, and there's these jackets, these suit jackets. And there's a suit jacket that I look at that's a couple thousand dollars on the sales rack. And um, my wife is telling me, why don't you go ahead and put it on? Try it on. And I said, "Um, I would never spend this much money on clothes for anything or anybody, much less me. She said, no, you just need to put it on. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, I want you to know I'm wearing that suit jacket today. I'm joking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not wearing that suit jacket. (laughs) It's way too expensive. I would not do that. And God wants to encourage us today to put some things on. That there are some things in the scriptures, there are some verses that we're going to read that God encourages us to put on. And you might be sitting there today thinking, like me in the store, I'm not worthy to put on anything that God has for me. It's probably way too expensive. And you're right, it is too expensive. It costs his son's life for these things for you to put on that we're going to talk about today. But the only cost to you is that you believe. And by faith, you can put these things on. For Christmas last year, my wife bought me a weighted blanket. Because whether you can see it or not, I'm not the biggest of fellas that's out there. She bought me a weighted blanket, and it got cold here recently. And I went into the room went into the closet and tried to pull the weighted blanket out. It was quite heavy. She bought it. She could have helped me carry it to the bed. Not that big of a guy. So as I'm dragging this weighted blanket to throw it on the bed, um, she's like, why are you doing that? Why are you putting that on? Leave it in there. It's too hot. It's not time to do this weighted blanket. She's like, it's August. Put it up. I'm like, baby, the air condition's on. I'm cold. 
She said, no, put it up. And I said, if you gave me a gift, why would I not use it? You already know where I'm going. God has given you some gifts that we're going to see today that he wants you to put on, which means if you're putting something on, you've got to take some things off. We've got to leave some things behind us so that we can put these things on that God has for us. And we're not going to leave it in the closet. I'm not going to wait till I get to heaven. I'm going to see God move and I'm going to see him move now in my life. And it starts with putting on these things. In the Greek, there is a phrase called put on. And it means to sink into a garment. It means to invest with clothing, to array, to clothe, to endue, to have, to put on. I mean, we're wearing our Sunday best, but Today when I go home, which is actually to Carl's house, and thank you Carl for driving me all over the place today, I'm not going to get in bed or snuggle under a blanket on the sofa to watch football in this outfit. I'm going to put on something comfortable, not something rigid, not something tight and constricting, put on that favorite sweater, those stretchy pants nobody else sees except for your spouse. I'm going to hang out and enjoy myself. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to take off that rigged flesh, that rigged thing that's been holding you back all this time. And he wants you to just breathe into what he wants you to put on today. And hopefully I've whet your appetite for us to dive in. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, it says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. In Romans chapter 13, verse 14, it says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. The first truth, the first thing we need to put on is put on Christ. We're at church today, so of course the answer is Jesus, number one. Why would we start anywhere else when I encourage you to put on Christ? It says here in this scripture that if we put on Christ, we will make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. That sounds encouraging. That sounds fun. I don't want to deal with the same things that I've been dealing with. And maybe you're here today and you've never put on Christ. You've never believed the gospel message that Christ died for your sins. He was buried in a tomb and he rose again the third day for you. And that by believing by that and confessing that, you get to put on Christ. Maybe you're here today and you put on Christ long ago. You forgot you put him on. You forgot the benefits and the blessings and the things that he did for you and your family. You've kind of put him on the back shelf and it's your first time in church in a while. Welcome back. Come back next Sunday. We'd love to have you. But we need to focus on putting on Christ. In Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he has, he has, not me, he made the choice. This is what he wants to put on you. I didn't ask for it. He's the one that decided that he has clothed me and he has clothed you with a robe of righteousness. And that wasn't good enough for God because God's an abundant God. He's also covered you with a robe of righteousness, the garment of salvation and a robe of righteousness. If after I get done preaching today, I decide to go to a local athletic store and I decide to go pick out a jersey, I'm tall and skinny, so I like playing basketball, and I start looking on the list of jerseys, and I see Michael Jordan up there. So, you know, I like Michael Jordan. He's pretty good playing the basketball. I'm going to buy his jersey. Maybe you like football, and you go in there, and you look for Tom Brady's jersey. 
He's got a bunch of rings. He's pretty good. Or if you go and look and you like baseball and you get Derek Jeter's jersey, put that on, the Yankee pinstripes. Maybe you like golf and you say, you know what, I'm going to put on Tiger Woods' outfit, his championship Sunday. He's going to put on that red shirt, those black pants. He's going to go win the Masters. If I decided to put on any of those outfits, it doesn't mean that I become those people. I can go to the basketball court with my Michael Jordan jersey on, and I can jump from the free throw line, and I can believe I can fly as playing in the background, and I will get nowhere near the basket. Nike won't call me and ask me for that they want to sponsor me. The end of the NFL season is coming. Championship game is coming. And I'm sitting there watching the game in February, and I've got my Tom Brady jersey on. No NFL team is going to call me and say, there's two minutes left in the game. You've got Tom Brady's jersey on. We need you to come to wherever we're playing and come win the game for us so that we can win the Super Bowl. The Yankees aren't calling, asking me to be Jeter. Play shortstop for them. Because it makes no sense in the natural if I just put on their outfit that I instantly become them and receive their athletic ability. Doesn't happen. But when you put on Christ, it says in the Scriptures that as He is, so are you. And as soon as you put on Christ, you become just like Him. And He gives you His athletic name and ability to go out there and destroy the works of the devil and whip His butt all over creation. When you put on Christ, you become like Him. I put on the jersey, I don't become like Michael Jordan. But when I put on Jesus, I'm dangerous. I go out there and I act just like Him. Put on Christ. Let's see another thing that we should put on. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20 through 24. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus. Let's stop right there. Everybody now in this world feels like it's their opportunity to share their truth. If you're wondering what truth really is, here's the Scripture right here that says truth is in Jesus. If you're confused at all about truth, it says in the Scriptures that in Jesus, He came bringing grace and truth. It says in the Scriptures that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth and tell you of things to come. So in all the craziness of these last couple of years, Get in the book and find out what the truth is. Let's jump back in. That you put off. Oh, wait a second. There's some responsibility here. Yes, I'm putting on what God has given me, but there's something that I've got to put off. Put off concerning your former conduct, the old man. And what does that old man look like? Which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24 says, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God. And when you put on the new man, you receive true righteousness and true holiness. So the second truth that we need to see in putting on is we put on Christ, but we also put on the new man. 2020, 2021 has been a crazy couple of years, and there's probably some things that you've put on that you shouldn't have. You probably put on worry, you put on fear, Put on doubt, questioning God. Is He going to show up? Where's He at? What's happening in this world? We've put some things on 
that we weren't ever supposed to put on. And we got to let go of some of that old man. Let go of some of those things and put on this new man. Yes, we get saved and our spirit is reborn. But man, we've got this stupid thing called our mind, will, and emotions that we have to get in check almost every day. I'm not going to be angry today. I'm not going to be depressed today. That's the old man. That's not me. I'm the new man. I'm putting on the new man. I'm not going to deal with that anymore. Colossians chapter 3, verses 8-10 through 10 tells us some things that we need to put off. But now you, we're all up in your wheelhouse right now. You, I'm talking to you. Yourselves are to put off these things. Anger, uh-oh. Wrath, oh no. Malice, getting worse. Blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Number verse 9, do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with all of those deeds. And verse 10 says, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. That we make a choice and a priority to let go of some things. Whatever's come on us this year, let it go. And make it a priority to put on the new man. As we go into the Christmas holidays, there's a movie, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Christmas movie called The Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. And Tim Allen is just a regular guy by the name of Scott Calvin. And he's got Santa on his roof in the movie, and he yells at him, and Santa falls off his roof. And then Santa disappears, and his jacket is just laying there. His kid tells him to put on the jacket. So he puts on the jacket, and there's a little card in the pocket, and he pulls it out and says, whoever puts on this suit is now Santa Claus. And later on in the movie, if you've watched it, there's a scene where he's getting ready to go back to the office. He's going back to normal. Everything was crazy and a dream. He's going to go back to the old way. And he starts shaving. And he takes a shower. And he clears off the mirror. And his face is clean shaven. And if you've watched the movie, all of a sudden, his beard grows back. He says, ah! And he shaves it off again and it grows back. If you keep watching the movie, he starts gaining all this weight. And he's like running on a treadmill and he's trying to lose weight, but his stomach keeps coming back. And all of a sudden, kids are sitting on his lap and he's laughing and he's cracking jokes. And he tries to go to the office. He tries to force the new man into the old man and it doesn't work. And they say, you can't stay here. It's not the place you're supposed to be. And I'm telling you today, the old man is not the place that you're supposed to be. You are the new man. You are a new creation. You once were dead, but now you're alive. You once were a sinner, but now you're righteous. You once were sick, but now you're healed. You once were cursed, but now you're a blessed new man. Put on the new man. No matter how much you try and go back to that old man, it's not going to work anymore. The new man's just going to keep showing up because God is in you. Well, my father used to be like this, and my grandfather, and my great-grandfather. So I guess it's just going to happen to me. No, not today. I'm putting on the new man. Well, I had it. My mom had it. I guess my daughter's going to have it. No, no, no. We're drawing a bloodline. This is not going on any further. This is a new family. Whatever happened in the past is in the past, and we are moving forward with God when we put on the new man. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. The old man is dead and gone, but it's Christ who lives in me. In the name of Jesus, we need to put on the new man. Let's keep seeing what the Scripture says. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 and 12. 
And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time. Today is the perfect day to put these things on. They are open, available, and ready for you to put these things on. Now's not the time to say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll come back to church and we'll try it again next week. No, no, this scripture says right now is the time to put on Christ. Right now is the time to put on the new man. And look at this scripture. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Put on Christ. Look at verse 12. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Verse 12 shows us right there. Put off the old man. Darkness is, is going away. Put on the new man. The dawn is here. The day is rising. There's a new future. There's a new hope that we're stepping into. Put on Christ. Put on the new man. Let's keep reading. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Take off that old man. And let us put on the armor of light. The third truth we have is put on the armor. Put on the armor. Put on the armor of light. It says in the Scriptures that wherever the light is, darkness can't be. And that you need to make a priority to put on the armor of light. When I walk out of this building, I've put on the armor of light. When I get in my car, darkness is dispelled out of my car because I've put on the armor of light. When you get home today and I step my foot into my house, darkness must flee because I've put on the armor of light. When I go to my desk, when I go to my office, when I go to my in-laws, wherever I go and I step into it, I'm dispelling darkness because I'm put on the armor of light. The devil can't come and attack me anymore. He's not going to come and destroy my family, destroy my relationships, destroy anything anymore because I'm putting on the armor of light. And where light is, darkness cannot be. It says in the Scriptures that we are releasing the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ everywhere I go. I might walk into a place that is putrid and smells dead, but I'm about to make it smell better. My household is going to change. The smell of my household is going to change because I'm putting on the armor. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 11 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may, be, you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. If you've been in church for any amount of time or you grew up in church, chances are you colored a picture of the armor of God. I was homeschooled as a kid, grew up in church my whole life. And for one of my birthdays or for Christmas, I got the full armor of God as a toy to play with. So homeschool, strike one grew up in church, strike two, and then you just instantly receive the full armor of God. I think it just shows up, strike three, and I guess that equals you're going to be in ministry. We didn't, we didn't buy toys from Toys R Us. We bought it from the Christian bookstore, <laughs> the full armor of God. I was cool. I wore it. But I learned very young to put on the armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I have never gone to a grocery store and the person checking me out is wearing a full suit of armor. I've never gone to a gas station or gone to a restaurant and sat down and somebody in a full suit of armor walks up to me and says, can I take your order? It's weird. Because that's not the job. They don't need protection for that job. 
But police, when I see police working, they're wearing a bulletproof vest because the job entails that they need protection. We have firefighters here. When I see firefighters running into a building, they're not wearing what I'm wearing. Firefighters don't run into a burning building wearing shorts and a t-shirt to go put out a fire because they need protection for the job that they're going into. For those that are in the military, you get deployed. What they give you is your uniform and a bulletproof vest. They say, wear this and wear it all the time and wear a helmet because the job that they're in, they need protection. When you became a Christian, you, saw, you signed up for the job of being in the army of God. And you need protection. Your family needs protection. And God is telling you to put on the armor. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And you need armor every day to whoop his sorry butt every chance you get. I'm not just putting on the armor to protect myself. I'm putting on the armor to go on the offensive and destroy him. We have been called as a church to seek and save that which is lost. And it's not just the pastor's job. It's not just the leadership's jobs. It's your job when you signed up and said yes. When you put on Christ. Put on the armor and fight for your family. Fight for your faith. Fight for what you're believing for. Now's not the time to sulk back and let the enemy win. No more. He's not getting one more inch in my family, in my church In my community, I'm putting on the armor and I'm going to war and I'm going to fight because that is the job she signed up for when you said yes to Christ. He's walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And when I've got my armor on, he's not devouring me. Not devouring my marriage, not devouring my mind anymore. I'm not dealing with depression, suicide, divorce. I'm not dealing with that anymore because I'm putting on the armor of light everywhere I go. And as I finish, as I was studying, there was this little scripture that was hiding from me that luckily I found in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. It says, behold, this is Jesus talking to his disciples right before he leaves. And he says, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And in that scripture, the word endued is the same little phrase that we've been talking about called put on. The last thing I want to encourage you to do is put on power. Put on power. It says here that Jesus was giving the promise of the Father to his disciples and to each and every one of us. And we see the fulfillment of that in Acts chapter 2. And I want to encourage you today, if you have received the evidence of speaking in tongues and received the Holy Spirit, do it more. Put on power. If you've never received it, now is the time, that scripture said. Now is the perfect time to receive the gift that he has for you. We can't be weak Christians anymore. We can't keep falling by the wayside anymore. There's too much to lose. There's too many souls that we've got to help save. There's too many things that we've got to do in our communities, in our families, in our jobs. We can't be weak anymore. We have to put on power. We have to be endued with power. And I want to encourage you to pursue the gifts. This is how gracious our God is. I'll say it until I die that God is good and He's the most abundant God out there. Because He could have just told us to put on Christ and that would have been good enough. And that would have got us to heaven. But God is an abundant God who wants to give you more than you can even imagine. Not only does He want you to put on Christ, 
He wants to put on a new man to help you in your day-to-day. And He wants you to put on armor so the devil can't attack you. And He wants you to put on power so that you are no longer weak and struggling with sin, but you can not only just pray in your normal language, but now you have a secret language that's a direct line to God that the devil can't even understand. Put on power every chance that you get. And God is so good and God is so gracious that He wants to help you. If you just decide by faith to put something on today, God is willing to take something off of you. If you choose to put on Christ today, God's going to take away your sins forever. If you choose to put on the new man, God's going to take away the old man. If you choose to put on the armor of God, He's going to take away the attacks of the devil. You have the victory. The devil's been defeated. And He wants to help you overcome anything that He tries to throw at you. And if you choose to put on power today, God's going to take away your weakness. If you choose today to put on all four, you are a dangerous, dangerous Christian that's going to go out and do mighty things for God. But if you just choose to put on one today, you're more dangerous than when you walked in. I know that we're going to have people here that'll want to pray with you and help you after service, and we have leadership and pastors that want to pray with you. Make it a priority to come and talk with them and tell them, I need to put on this today. If you've never been saved before, come and talk with them and put on Christ for the first time. If you've been running, come back home. I'm not saying come back to church, although I'm highly encouraging it, but come back home. Come back to your father. Quit eating with the pigs and come back home and let him love you, clothe you, with a robe of righteousness and the garment of salvation. Talk with the people here and let them pray with you. Put off that old, dirty, crusty man. Put on that new man. Put on that new man and walk in what God has for you. Tell them, I need prayer for armor. I need to put it on. It's not the devil's attacking and no more. Put on armor. And lastly, if you need to speak in tongues, put on power. Come up here and ask for it and we will get it. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for your word right now. You sent your word and it has gone forth and it's healed us. It's healing us now. Holy Spirit, heal them now, spirit, soul, and mind. Father, in Jesus' name, it says that you sent your word and you rescued them. You remove them from their destruction. Whatever destruction they walked in with right now because of your word, it's removed in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, now talk to these people and ask them and show them and tell them what they need to put on. Even as you're sitting there, just ask the Holy Spirit, what do I need to put on today? Do I need to put on Christ? Do I need to put on the new man? Do I need to put on armor? Do I need to put on power? Holy Spirit, as they're asking, lead them and guide them into all truth right now in the name of Jesus. Touch them and speak to them. Father, I thank you that we choose today to take off the things that you never intended for us to put on. And we put on everything that your son's precious blood paid for in this new covenant. And we wear it with royalty. We wear it with pride. Everywhere we go, we show off and shine out what Jesus has done for us. And let them know it's not me, but it's who is in me. Is why I celebrate and why I share. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for these people. I thank you that they're blessed and highly favored. 
I thank you that they have the mind of Christ. Their body is healed by the temple. Father, I thank you that right now, everything they put their hands to prospers. Right now, they have the mind of Christ. Right now, the favor of God resides upon them. Father, I thank you that you're calling leaders out of this congregation to serve more. Father, I thank you you're calling people out of this surrounding community to come to this church, not just to grow numbers, but Father, we know without a shadow of a doubt that we have a message that will change their lives and pull them out of hell and bring them into heaven's gates. Father, bring your people from the north, south, east, and west. Encourage people here to step up and serve and show their gifting off. We're not here just to receive all the gifts, but we have gifts inside of us that we're willing to give to other people. Father, bless these people. Bless Pastor Derek and Jen as they're leading and guiding this church into 2022. In Jesus' name, amen. Enjoying the podcast? If you want more, you can always visit One Cause Church on YouTube and Facebook to watch full services.